Hi, and welcome to Soul Powerful Parables, stories of rhyme, reason, and God's truth. I'm your host, Dana Buck. Thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please consider subscribing and give us a five-star rating where you enjoy your podcasts. It really helps us. We'd also love to hear from you, so contact us on Facebook at Soul Powerful Parables. Now, settle in, and let's have a story. Supermark, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Ephesians 6, verse 13. Somewhere deep inside, there is a hero in all of us. This is a parable about putting on the armor of God. Super Mark, a soul powerful parable by Dana Buck. An average house, an average street, from here our tale embarks. Without ado, I give to you our leading man named Mark. Now Mark has an obsession. It's clear when you walk through his door. Just have a look at the posters and books of adventure and legend and lore. Han Solo is framed in his hallway. There's Batman and Thor figurines. See Frodo and Sam beside Superman, King Arthur, Aslan, Wolverine. From Camelot, Gotham, and Krypton to Narnia and Middle-earth, this residence features the heroes and creatures of gallantry, courage, and mirth. Yes, this house is a wonder and marvel. The mythic and sci-fi decor but you make it the gist that something's amiss, that all of this means something more. For the focus on hero and villain, on warrior, monster, and fairy, are a way to escape through a mask or a cape that Mark feels quite ordinary. His job at the town supermarket has entered another dull year. He mops and he cleans, stocks apples and beans with little excitement or cheer. My life seems humdrum and vanilla. I feel so stunted and stoic. Is it too much to ask for a noteworthy task? A chance to be brave and heroic? Instead, I'm just stuck in the market with onions, potatoes, and melons. What I wouldn't give for one moment to live like Spider-Man, Hulk, or Magellan. Poor Mark has the dreams of a hero yet nowhere to make them come true. He longs for the day when someone will say, Mark, I see the hero in you. One day, as he works stacking produce, a sound stops him dead in his tracks. He crosses the floor and opens the door to numerous rattles and clacks. A van is approaching the market as smoke billows out from behind. It jerks and it stutters, then finally sputters and stops with a deafening whine. 
The driver, a woman, emerges and stands with her hands in the air. Mark can make out her expression of doubt, a look of dismay and despair. Looks like you're having some trouble, he says as she gathers her poise. Something went wrong. We were driving along when the van made a terrible noise. I'd barely pulled into the market when the engine gave one final lurch. I've kids in the van and no other plan. We're headed cross town to a church. Twas then that Mark noticed the children, their faces all pressed to the glass. Please come on inside and call for a ride. Can someone transport you there fast? There's no one to ask on short notice. Her expression so sad and disjointed. <sighs> I'll just have to call and cancel it all. Oh, the kids will be so disappointed. We're doing a play for the seniors. They do love it so, bless their hearts. Now everything stops. I've got all the props, and the children play all of the parts. As the woman sighed in her frustration, Mark was compelled by a notion. Can you wait a minute? He ran off to spin it and put his idea in motion. Finding his boss in a hurry who's squeezing a ripe avocado, Mark then explained how the group was detained. He mustered up all of his bravado. And so, sir, I'd like to assist them and change their discouraging luck. If you'll let me go for an hour or so, I'll drive them to church in my truck. His boss stood and weighed his suggestion as Mark grew increasingly nervous. The boss finally said as he nodded his head, Well, it sure is good customer service. Yes, Mark, take these folks in your camper. Be safe as you drive and you park it. Be sure that they know they are able to go, courtesy of their neighborhood market. Mark smiled as he got these instructions, then dashed where the poor group was stuck. Your woes in remission, for I have permission to drive you to church in my truck. The woman and kids give a holler as quickly they scramble and scamper. Mark grabs his keys and as quick as you please, everyone climbs in the camper. Soon they are cruising the highway. Mark ferries them without delay. Traffic is small and in no time at all, they arrive at the site of the play. The children run into the building all loaded with costumes and props. Mark finds a seat. This is really a treat. It sure beats an apron and mop. All at once, children file to the platform. Mark's heart beats a little bit warmer. The kids are all bearing, toting and wearing helmets and weapons and armor. They started all saying together, Be strong in the Lord's mighty power! And cover your body with the armor of God to stand in the difficult hour. Our battle is not with the mortal, with those made of flesh and of bone. Our war is with forces the devil endorses that prowl in the spiritual zone. Therefore, put on your armor, your shield, the sword of your hand. Mark's pulse comes alive and is racing. Excitement commences to brim. 
his soul is engaged by these kids on the stage, speaking words that seemed aimed right at him. Then a girl steps away from the others. He remembers her name to be Ruth. It's time to begin to dress for a win, so buckle your great belt of truth. A second child moves to the center. This one, a boy named Bart. Never tempt fate. Put on your breastplate. Let righteousness cover your heart. Mark sits in great fascination. A third kid, a girl named of Reese, steps into view and points to her shoes and calls them the gospel of peace. A fourth actor takes his position and stands with a shield on his arm. Your faith will protect, defend, and deflect the evil that would do you harm. A helmeted girl joins the others, recites an inspired intonation. I wear as a crown this hat of renown, my helmet of precious salvation. Then all of the children are silent, the audience held in suspension. A boy mounts the stage, each eye is engaged and waits in respectful attention. Mark can see what he's holding, a beautiful, well-crafted blade. It flashes and shines as he speaks his lines, its grace and its power displayed. This sword is the sword of the Spirit, the holy and true word of God. Severs all chains and confirms that he reigns. The crowd starts to cheer and applaud. As one, the kids shout the finale. Be strong in the Lord! The audience shouts out a bravo. The children hold hands as they call. It's quite a sensation, a standing ovation, with Mark clapping loudest of all. The image of weapon and armor employed in a spiritual war, a shield and a sword with God as his Lord, why it touched Mark right down to his core. As Mark thinks about this in wonder, the woman walks up to relate. I've called for a hand. We'll be met at the van. Thank you so much. You've been great. He gallantly bows as he answers. You're welcome, he says. Shall we go? With the kids in the back, they retrace their track. There's so much that Mark wants to know. He asks of the woman beside him about the armor, the shield, and the sword. She thinks for a while, then replies with a smile. They are spiritual gifts from the Lord. In his kingdom, we all act as warriors, for our enemy seeks to destroy. But we'll never surrender, for God's our defender. His weapons, grace, mercy, and joy. I invite you to seek out the Savior. Mark's heart seemed to break, and he let it. She patted his knee, adding so gently, I can promise you'll never regret it. With that, they pulled into the market, drove up to the van and they parked. The children unpiled while the woman just smiled as the kids all took turns hugging Mark. Friends then arrived to assist them and they waved as they all headed home. Mark lowered his hand yet continued to stand in the parking lot, now quite alone. God, if you're really my savior, can I ask of you, if you don't mind? It would help me to know which way I should go. 
if you'd please give me some kind of sign. He waited with anticipation, yet nothing seemed changed from before. Not sure what to do, he slowly withdrew and made his way back to the store. As day turns itself into evening, with the sun far from where it arose, the doors are now locked, the shelves are restocked, and it's time for the market to close. As Mark readies for his departure, his boss comes a jangling his keys. There you are, Mark. Before you embark, can you do a small task for me, please? I noticed that up on the rooftop, some bulbs have burned out on our sign. It would be my delight, before you leave for the night, to replace them, please, if you don't mind. Twas the last thing Mark wanted to handle. He began to say no and decline, when a little small voice whispered, Mark, it's your choice. And those words sent a chill up his spine. He decided to put on his armor. The negative answer, he slew it. He thought of the play as he heard himself say, Why, sir, I'd be happy to do it. Excellent, Mark. You're a trooper. His boss, he was always a charmer. As he walked away, Mark then heard him say, You're my knight in bright shining armor. Those words filled the air with excitement, and Mark felt he suddenly knew that the sword and the shield and the armor can yield a way to begin all things new. The truth settled into his spirit, and the scales from his eyes start to fall. No more phony disguises as Mark realizes he's a knight on a quest after all. Well, that brought a smile to our hero as he moves to the front at a trot. The door is then tried, and he goes on outside to inspect the store's sign from the lot. Sure enough, part was off and not shining. Then it dawned on him as he was gazing that what he beheld was somehow compelled. He shouted out, God, you're amazing! For there is the sign shining brightly. On the right, see, two letters are dark. Supermarket no more, for there over the store, the sign now proclaims Supermark. The great thing about the armor of God is anyone can strap it on. In fact, every Christian should strap it on. Armor is defensive by its very nature designed to protect the vitals of a warrior, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, feet fitted with the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation. All pieces designed to protect the heart, mind, and well-being of the wearer. And the one piece of offensive weaponry, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, Hebrews 4, verse 12, tells us, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. How familiar are we with this all-important weapon, the word of God? And how astute are we in understanding how and when to buckle on our armor? 
Just as a warrior of old would be foolish to enter battle without weapons and armor, so we must equip ourselves to survive and extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Suit up, people of God. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Super Mark was written and narrated by Dana Buck. Additional voices were provided by the RCC players and the True North Kids. Devotional thoughts were narrated by Kim Pratt, and this episode was produced by Beneath Blue Skies Productions. So Powerful Parables is a ministry of So Powerful, a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering women and girls and combating extreme poverty in the African country of Zambia. To find out more, visit our website at sopowerful.org. Also, check out our books, So Powerful Parables and We Are So Powerful, both available on Amazon. All proceeds from the sale of these books go to support the work of our ministry. And finally, check out our other podcast, The So Powerful Podcast, featuring interviews with those who have been touched by this special organization. Until next time, may your life always be filled with beautiful rhymes. <laughs>